Chapter 1. Regulation D Offerings. Now is the time. $1 trillion per annum, set to increase to at least $2 trillion. Proceeds from Regulation D private offerings have totaled almost $1 trillion in recent years, despite a regulatory scheme that prohibited the use of general solicitation or general advertising. Now that regulatory scheme is set to change dramatically, and up to $2 trillion per year is possible within a few years. Section 201A1 of the Jobs Act directs the FCC to modify Rule 506 under Regulation D to remove the general solicitation prohibition in offerings where all investors are accredited investors. The new rule provides a securities registration exemption for private offerings that use general solicitation or general advertising, provided all purchasers are accredited investors and reasonable steps to verify accredited investor status are taken. An SEC release indicates certain circumstances that will tend to require fewer or more verifying steps, including 1. Nature of the purchaser and type of accredited investor the purchaser claims to be 2. Amount and type of information the issuer has about a purchaser 3. Nature of the offering, such as the manner in which the purchaser was solicited, mass media, internet or pre-screen database of wealthy clients of broker-dealer 4. Terms of the offering, such as a large minimum investment amount, and 5. Financing purchaser's large cash investment by the issuer or a third party. Under Regulation D, an investor is treated as an accredited investor if one of two conditions is satisfied, if the issuer reasonably believes the investor met such requirements. The SEC recently observed, we anticipate that many practices currently used by issuers to establish reasonable belief in connection with existing Rule 506 offerings would satisfy the verification requirement proposed for offerings pursuant to new Rule 506C. The SEC did not endorse self-certification as a sufficient standalone verifying step for most offerings. The information that issuers must have about a prospective investor will not be limited solely to one checked box on a subscription agreement. However, the amount of information the issuer has about an investor may be significantly limited for prospective investors attracted to an offering through the Internet or other mass media and with whom the issuer had no relationship before the offer. In addition to criticizing self-certification, NASAA has recommended that the SEC adopt new non-exclusive safe harbors that will be deemed to be reasonable verification steps. NASAA suggested income should be verified by tax returns, Forms W-2 or 1099, or recent pay stubs. Some commentators have suggested that issuers and their advisors concerned about the absence of a safe harbor will not rely on new Rule 506C as an effective capital-raising exemption. Some argue that the Jobs Act language concerning reasonable steps to verify accredited investor status should not be made a substantive requirement of new Rule 506C. The language regarding reasonable verifying steps directs the SEC to adopt rules requiring the issuer to take reasonable steps to verify accredited investor status. However, nothing in the language of the Jobs Act states that taking such reasonable verification steps is a condition of the new exemption. The Jobs Act requires the SEC to adopt a rule directing issuers to use reasonable steps to verify accredited investor status, but the failure to undertake such steps does not necessarily result in a loss of the exemption. The existing provisions of Regulation D provide precedent for not losing an exemption for failure to follow rules requiring certain behavior. 
For example, Rule 503 requires the filing Form D, but failure to file the form will not destroy the availability of Regulation D for a transaction that otherwise satisfies applicable requirements of Regulation D. Stay tuned for new developments. These developments are the most significant changes in private placement law in the last 30 years.